Well, good morning, good afternoon or good evening or maybe you're up in the middle of the night but welcome to this English lesson where I'm going to talk about verbs that we use to talk about our feelings, our thoughts, maybe a little bit about how to use them to talk about your emotions as well. These are verbs that we use all the time and some of them have more meanings or more ways to use them than you might actually realize. So, I'll talk about simple verbs like like and love but I'll talk about verbs like resent and loathe. Other verbs that you might not normally hear all the time in your English studies but words that we uh, use verbs that we use all the time in our everyday speech. Um if you're someone who's preparing for an English test, this lesson will be really good for you. If you're preparing for your IELTS or your TOEFL or your Cambridge English assessment test, if you're preparing for some sort of English test, you will have a conversation portion will you where you will need to talk a little bit about yourself. I think this lesson will help you. So, welcome to this English lesson about verbs that we use to talk about feelings and thoughts. Before we get started, I do want to say hi of course to everybody in the chat. But I also want to do a little audio check here. It looks like everything is working good. All lights are green on my computer. That's good. Red lights are bad. Uh, I do wanna say hi to Key Park and Eugene, Al Gore, Lolly Lolly, Rod. I know Mode Eggs is here. Sam the Taiwanese. Anuat is here. Key Park. Let me scroll back. Tony is here. Uh, Patana is here and I know there were more names earlier. Uh, Natalia Belgrade is here as well. Wanda Prado. If I missed your name, sorry about that. Please use the chat to have good English conversations with each other. Please listen to Dave and Todd as they moderate the chat. Um and just so you're aware, you might be a little sad about this. Over the summer, there are times when Dave and Todd will not be able to moderate the chat and you might see one or two other um new faces in the chat. I'll let you know more about that as it happens but as it stands, Dave and Todd both have summer jobs that will start at some point. So, they might kind of be in and out of the chat for the next couple of months. So, anyways, enough about that. Let's get the lesson started. Remember, if you have a question, please use the link that Dave or Todd will share in the chat. It's also available in the description below. So, here we go. Verbs to express your feelings or your thoughts. The first verb is the verb to resent. So, I put a picture here of a dad and his son because the verb resent um when I think about it, I most often think about children who don't get along with their parents especially when they're teenagers. Eventually, they might start to resent their parents, okay? Their parents might have too many rules. Their parents might tell them what to do all the time and as a teenager, they're starting to feel more independent and so, they might start to resent their parents. That means when you say someone resents someone, they are annoyed with them. They are aggravated by them. They don't it's kind of the opposite of like or love. When you resent someone, you really start to not like them. Maybe a little bit, maybe a lot. You sometimes will hear teenagers say that they resent all of the rules that their parents have created for them. So, when you resent someone, it means you're definitely not getting along with them and you are starting to not like them um but I know deep down in their hearts, teenagers do like and love their parents but sometimes they resent their parents a little bit. So, the verb to guess, there's a couple meanings for this verb. So, when you say like if I said um pick a number between one and ten, you could say hmm, let me see, what would I guess? I'll guess five. So, it means you're kind of giving an answer without really thinking about it. You're just guessing but the way we use it in English more often is a slightly different way. So, we say it when we are uncertain or reluctant about what we're saying. So, here's a good example for you. If I was to say um to one of my kids, could you do the dishes right now? And if they said, I guess I can do them right now, it means they're going to do them but they're not totally wanting to do them. If my boss said to me, you have to work on Saturday, is that okay? I could say, I guess that's okay. It means I'm agreeing with my boss 
but it's not totally okay. Okay? If someone says to me, can you come over and help me move my fridge? It's really heavy. I could say, you know, I guess I could come over but I have a lot of other stuff to do. So, it's a way of agreeing to do something but not totally agreeing. Hopefully, that made some sense. Let's talk about love and like. These are probably the two most common verbs to talk about your feelings, your emotions and your thoughts but I want to give you some pointers on how to use these properly in English. The verb to love, if you use this in a sentence like I love you, you would use it only with close family members or your spouse or boyfriend or girlfriend, okay? So, I could say this, I love Jen. I love my kids. I love my mom. I love my brothers and sisters. Those are all appropriate usage of the verb to love but when you if you say this to someone, if you say to someone at work, I love you, that's kind of crossing a line. We wouldn't say that in English to someone that we are familiar with. Um you might say this though. You could say, I love working with you. That's that's good. You can say that. But I find sometimes English learners use the verb to love too freely and you should know that in English, we don't use it that freely. So, I know sometimes people leave comments and they say, I love you, Bob. And that's okay but a better thing to say would be, Bob, I really love your lessons. Okay? That would feel that's a nicer compliment. Um the word love has kind of a special place in the English language. Like on the other hand is something you could use. You could say, oh, I really like you, Bob. You make good English lessons. That's an appropriate thing to say. Um if you are working with someone that you like working with, you could say, you know what? I really like you. I just it's really fun working with you. That's an appropriate thing to say and just so you're familiar again, love is stronger than like, okay? On the chart of positive emotions. To trust. So, this is an interesting one because when you trust someone, you believe them. I put a picture of a grandmother because children often trust their grandparents. When you trust someone, you believe them. When you trust someone, when they say they're going to do something, you know it will happen. They won't let you down. They will always do what they say they're going to do. Um but we use this in another way as well. Um I could say to students that um this project is due tomorrow and I trust that all of you are going to get this done. Um or I could say there is a new video coming out next Tuesday and I trust that all of you are going to watch it. So, we use the verb to trust to say I think you're going to do this, okay? I trust that you will keep your vehicle repaired. I trust that you will respect others. I could say to you, I trust that you're going to study more English this week. So, it means I believe you're going to do something. I think you're going to do something. So, a slightly different meaning than the traditional meaning and used that way quite a bit. I often say to my students, um I trust that you'll be on time for class tomorrow. We need to get started right on time. Now, to mistrust and to distrust, these are interesting verbs. They mean the opposite of trust, right? If you see a mean dog, you might uh mistrust the dog or distrust the dog but that actually sounds a little funny when I say it. By the way, that's not Oscar. That's just a picture from the internet. It does look a little bit like Oscar. Instead, what's more common is to use don't with trust. So, you wouldn't often hear someone say, I mistrust my brother. You would hear them say, I don't trust my brother. That's a more common way to say it. You wouldn't hear someone say, I don't wanna go to Bob's house because I mistrust his dog or I distrust his dog. You would say, I don't trust his dog. I think it might bite me. So, again, these are verbs that we use in English but it's far more common especially in spoken English to use don't. Like, I don't trust that guy. I don't trust the government. I don't trust my cousin. That is a far more um normal way to say it. Now, the verb to hate, there's two ways we use this. We use this in a very serious way. The actual meaning of hate is the opposite of love. Let's use it with um yeah, I hate really windy weather, okay? I don't wanna use it with people 
although you can, you could say I hate my boss or I hate my coworkers. It's a very strong use of the word hate but people do say that sometimes. If I'm having a conversation with friends, I could say, you know what? I just hate this one person I work with. Um you wouldn't say it to their face though. You wouldn't say I hate you. That that would be not that would not be appropriate. But we use this also in a far more casual way. People say things like, I like coffee but I hate tea or I hate pizza. I don't know who would ever say that but we use it to talk about things that we don't like. Notice I said things. So, it's very common to hear English speakers say, oh, I hate soda. I hate pizza. Um I hate the food from that restaurant. Um so, it's a very strong word when you're talking about people but it's used very lightly when we're talking about things, okay? So, you could say something like, um I hate the fact that we can't um Uh, speak in our own language in my English class. The teacher makes us speak English. I hate that. That would be you expressing your opinion lightly. If you said, I hate my teacher, that would be a very inappropriate thing to say and that would be you expressing that strongly. So, here's another verb that we don't use very often. So, this is the opposite of like. Like, I like hot weather. I dislike hot weather. So, it means the opposite of like. Again, we actually don't use the verb dislike very often. We often use don't like or hate. So, here are three example sentences. I dislike hot weather. When I say that, it sounds kind of weird because in everyday speech in English, we don't say that very often. I would say I hate hot weather or I don't like hot weather. Both of those phrases, I hate hot weather or I don't like hot weather are far more common. So, let's talk about to need and to want, okay? Let's talk about these uh at the same time. When you need something, it's something important for your life. You need a job, you need to drink water and you need to eat every day. Those are things that you must do. They are things that you have to do in order uh to have a nice healthy life uh in order to earn an income. When you want something though, it's simply something you desire. Something that you would like to have but it's not important. If you are thirsty, you need water but you might want soda. No one needs soda or pop in the world. Um so, you could probably see the difference now. Um there are needs and there are wants. Needs are things like a job, a place to live, a happy family. You need all those things. Wants are things like a giant house, a job that pays way too much money, etc. But hey, let's get to some questions here. I'm going a little too slow today and I need to speed up. So, let me see here. Uh Ruslan has the first question and says, hello, dear teacher Bob. It's nice to see you again. What are the most popular idioms the Canadians use to express a very good meal? Good mood. <laughs> meal. I'm a little hungry. I had a small breakfast. Sorry. To express a very good mood, have a nice weekend. Well, let me check the audio while I think about that. Let's see here. I think everything's working. Here we go. Um Well, I think we just say I'm in a good mood. I'm in a good mood today. Hey, you're in a good mood today. Yeah, I'm in a good mood today. So, your use of the phrase good mood is actually quite common. Like, wow, you're in a good mood today. Or in class, I might say to my students, I'm glad everyone's in a good mood today. Um there are more idioms but that's probably the most common one. And you, I hope you have a nice weekend too, Ruslan. Uh let's see. S.L. Lenka says, hi, teacher Bob. How to describe the feeling of nostalgia I have to change the word there, okay? Nostalgia. When you're feeling nostalgic, it's called nostalgia. What's the difference between ruminating, reminiscing and thinking thank you? So, nostalgia is just kind of thinking about the past. We would use reminiscing, okay? So, the verb you gave later. You know, tonight my sister is coming over. We're going to sit outside and have some pizza and we'll probably reminisce a little bit about the past. We'll feel a little bit nostalgic. Because my sister also grew up on this farm and it's nice to talk about our childhood. Um when you're ruminating, it means you're thinking about something but we don't use that word very often for that. We for me, I use it more often to talk about when cows eat food, they often ruminate. So, they chew their cud. Um and thinking is just um I'll talk about it a bit in a little while but it's a verb we use 
whenever we are um in our own minds going over some thoughts or ideas. Next question is from Renata. Good morning, Bob. I hope you're doing well this morning. My question is, what does it mean when you bear your soul to someone? Thank you. Have a great weekend. We all have secrets. We all have experiences in life that we don't share with everyone. But when you meet someone as a friend or maybe you're even dating that person, at a certain point, you start to trust them and you're willing to share past experiences, maybe good ones and bad ones. You're willing to talk about things that have happened in your life and we would say that you are willing to bear your soul. So, when you finally trust someone, um you know, if I have a really good talk with my mom, sometimes I'll bear my soul. I'll kind of explain some of the things that are happening in my life that I wouldn't necessarily talk about with people at work or other strangers. Let's see here. Um This is from mode. Hi, strong Mr. Bob. I can already see the guns from last week. You can't quite see them trading. Show me those guns. I have no question today. Only acknowledgement. Thanks for everything, kind sir. No problem, mode. So, mode's referring to the fact that I worked out a little harder than normal uh last week. Eugene says, every cloudy day, I feel blue. So, this is something that's called weather related emotions. Some people and I have this as well. You're feeling how you feel that day is related to the weather. Eugene is highlighting that on cloudy days, you can feel sad or down or what we call blue. Um hopefully, Eugene, on sunny days, you feel happy. Uh let's see here. Um Judith says, hi, Mr. Bob. What do you think of Bob who forgot to let me know about last week's question? What is that word who can after hearing that link? Sorry, I didn't check the comments of that video, Judith. I will do that after this lesson. I am in meetings today though but I should have time to take a peek at that. I usually don't forget things but it's the end of the school year. So, last week was the last week of classes and then this week actually starting at the end of last week, there's all little details that I have to take care of. So, I have gotten a little bit behind on replying to comments. Sorry about that. Happens sometimes. Uh from Fox says, hello everybody. Bob, I hope you will talk today about the words find out, figure out and feel out. Thanks in advance. So, when you feel something out, you kind of get you want to get an idea how things are. If you let's say you wanted to sing a song at a party and when you get to the party, you kind of want to feel out whether people would enjoy that or not. You kind of listen to what people are talking about. You try to sense what the mood is. You try to feel out the crowd before you sing your song. Find out and figure out are used interchangeably. They mean to discover or solve something but they do actually so, they're used interchangeably but they shouldn't be because find out usually means when information comes to you. You know, did you find out um did you find out who stole your car? So, you might be waiting for the police to tell you. If I say, did you figure out who stole your car? That would mean you're actively trying to find who stole your find who stole your car. Uh let's see here. Yaroslav says, hi, what is the difference? What's what is the difference between I guess, I think and I consider? Thanks in advance, teacher Bob. So, I'm gonna leave these Yaroslav. I talked about I guess like I guess I can explain that now but I'd rather explain it later. It means that you could do something but maybe you don't want to. Um but I am gonna talk about think and consider in just a little bit. Let's get back to the lesson. I need to keep moving today. I think I usually try to time myself and I feel like I need to keep talking clearly but speed up. Let's do that. Desire. So, desire is when you want something really, really badly, okay? A lot of people have this desire to be a rock star, okay? So, their dream in life, their desire is to become a rock star. Maybe there's someone you know who's extremely beautiful or handsome and you just have incredible desire for them. Interestingly enough, we don't often use this with the subject I. Like, I don't often say, I desire a good day today. I desire nice weather for my vacation. Um but we do use it to talk about situations where people have a strong want for something, okay? So, it's a little more 
it's not used in the first person very often. Like I I can't remember the last I desire I don't desire I desire yeah it just sounds very formal. We would probably instead say um I really want. Like I wouldn't say I desire a new camera. I would say I really want a new camera. To know. So, to know is to have the information in your brain. Okay? If you know how to speak English, it's in your brain. If you know someone, you are familiar with them. But we also use this verb quite often to say I agree with you. So, if someone says, Bob, you have too many blue shirts. I could say, I know. And basically, what I'm saying is what you said is true. Bob, your English lessons are great. And I, if I said, I know, that sounds a little bit arrogant but it means that I agree with you. So, I know can have a couple of meanings. I know how to speak French. I know the French language. I know my brother and if you were to say, Bob, Jen's bouquets are very beautiful. I could say, I know she's really good at it. So, I'm kind of saying that I agree with you. To enjoy. These people I think are enjoying some good music. I enjoy eating pizza. I enjoy listening to music. This is a very simple one. It simply means that something is giving you happiness or joy. I enjoy doing these lessons. I think you enjoy watching them. I enjoy seeing all of the people chatting in English in the chat. So, very straightforward, very simple one. No hidden meanings with this one. To fear. So, this is a cat. We have a cat that lives in our barn. We have many cats by the way but we have one cat that when I walk by, it tries to scratch me. It kinda looks like this. Um but I wouldn't say I fear the cat, okay? Even though we have a verb to fear, we don't often use it in the first person. I could say this, I'm afraid of the cat. When we use the verb fear, we're usually talking about bigger things like I fear that the future of the planet is in jeopardy or I fear for my kids that global warming or other natural disasters will make the planet inhabitable. You know, I have a fear or using it as a verb, I fear. But normally, when we're expressing that we are scared of something or afraid of something, we usually say that instead, okay? I'm afraid of snakes. I'm scared of snakes. I could say I fear snakes but it sounds a little weird to my English to my native English ear. Um but some people I think you could say things like I fear the government has too much control. That would be that would work. To decide. Sometimes you have to make a decision. Sometimes you have to choose. Here you have a series of doors and in that situation maybe you have to decide which door you're going to go through. So, you need to decide. We generally use this verb in the future and in the past. We don't often use it in the present. We don't often say I decide. Uh, We usually say, say things like this. I will decide tomorrow what to do or I decided that I would buy a red van. So, it's very um you will hear this verb very often in the future and in the past because the act of making a decision happens very quickly. So, we don't often talk about it in the present tense. The are there are a few situations where we would if students were like um arguing, I would say, look, I decide um how much homework you get. So, there is an example of the present tense but generally, we would say things like, okay, well, I'll decide tomorrow what to do or last week, I decided to go to Niagara Falls to ponder. So, you can see this lady is thinking. She is thinking about something and to ponder is exactly means exactly the same thing. Oftentimes, when you need to think about something, you need to ponder it. I would say this though. Thinking can happen quickly or take a long time. Ponder almost always has a longer element of time to it, okay? So, when you ponder something, You might think about it for five minutes or a day. Um so, if I said to someone, you know, just let me ponder that for a moment. Um okay, that's a good question. Let me ponder that for a moment. It means that I need time to think. So, when you ponder something, you think about it 
for a longer period of time than just a minute or two. To wish. So, this verb has a couple of different ways uh to use it. One is to simply say that you want something. So, if I wish you a good day, that means I want you to have a good day. If I say I wish um or make sorry, if you blow candles out on a cake, you can say I I wish that we had world peace. So, it means you want something. Um we also use this to express desires. So, you more frequently might hear it this way. I wish my boss wouldn't ask me to work on Saturdays. I wish I got paid more. I wish these lessons were longer. I wish these lessons were shorter. That usage of the word of the verb wish is very very common in English. I wish you would stop talking. I wish that people wouldn't talk in the theater when I go see a movie. So, I'm expressing what I want to happen, okay? I wish It was a little sunnier today and I wish it would rain because the ground's a little dry out there. To believe. When you believe something, you think it is true, okay? I put Santa Claus here because some kids believe in Santa Claus even though he doesn't exist. Um but when you believe something, you think it is true. In your mind, you are convinced that it is true. Some people believe that um let's see here. Some people believe that everyone in the world is a good person. I don't believe that. Let me flip that to the opposite by using don't. I believe that most people in the world are good people but I also believe that some people are bad apples. That's I'm convinced of that. To agree. When you agree with someone, it means that you think the same thing that they think. If you say pizza is the best food in the world, I could say I agree with you. And this is a very common verb to use when you're talking about your thoughts or feelings. I agree with you. If you said that um 22 degrees Celsius is the perfect temperature, I would say I agree. I definitely agree with that. So, when you agree with someone, you think the same way as them about a certain thing. You might think that these lessons are a little bit boring sometimes and I would agree with you. Sometimes the lesson does get just a little bit boring. Maybe it's time to move on to the next verb. So, disagree. We do use this dis verb. I know I mentioned that verbs like distrust and verbs like let me look at my list here. Disagree. No, sorry, wrong one. Dislike and distrust. We often just say I don't trust or I don't like but with disagree, we use both, okay? I could say I disagree or I could say I don't agree. Those would both work. Those are both very common. I disagree with you. Pizza is the worst food on the planet. I would say I disagree with you or I don't agree with you. Um so again, it's the opposite of agree. It's it means when you have the opposite um thought than someone else to doubt. So, this is a verb that we use to express when we are not sure of something, okay? Um when I get lost, sometimes I doubt whether I'm going the right way. So, I I'm not sure I'm going the right way. I'm uncertain. I feel like maybe I'm going the right way. Maybe I'm going the wrong way. I have doubts. So, when I doubt something, it means I'm not sure about it. We use this verb quite commonly when we don't believe something someone said. So, if someone said your cousin Jim is going to be the next prime minister, I could say I doubt it. Uh my cousin Jim is not gonna be the next prime minister. I highly doubt that he'll be able to do that. So, notice I said I doubt. I doubt it. I highly doubt. These are all ways in common English speech uh speech to express that you don't believe something. If someone said um if we go outside tonight at 4 a.m., we'll be able to see five comets in one night. Go through the night sky. I would say I doubt it. Like comets only come by every few years. I doubt it. I I doubt that we'll be able to see them. So, I don't believe you. To imagine. So, we use this in two ways. The literal meaning or the actual meaning is to think of something in your head. Often, children will imagine things. They'll dress up like astronauts and they'll imagine that they're an astronaut or they'll talk about maybe they'll write a story and they'll imagine a world and they'll do some coloring or write a story about it. We also use the verb to imagine in everyday speech though. We say things like um 
So, you're going to Toronto. I imagine you're gonna see the CN Tower or um while you're in Ontario, I imagine you're gonna go to Toronto and Niagara Falls. So, it's when you think something is going to happen, okay? So, we use it as kind of this informal way to talk about things like that. Um like if you were to say uh tomorrow's the fourth Saturday in a row. So, I imagine Bob's not doing a live stream tomorrow. You would be correct. You would have thought about that correctly. So, to imagine means to think about something in the future in a because it hasn't happened yet. Um so, I imagine concerts will start again soon in Canada. In about six weeks, I think there will be outdoor concerts and I imagine people will have a good time there. To suspect someone. When you suspect someone of something, it means you think they did it, okay? Um it could also mean that you think something happened, okay? So, I'll use it two ways. There are cookies missing and I suspect my son took the last one. So, that means I think he did it, okay? I could also say this. The students all got 100% on their quiz. I suspect that they cheated, okay? So, that's how we would use suspect. It means you think something happened, okay? There's a little bit of evidence that you know this happened so then you think something else happened. Um if it rains, I suspect that the plants will start to grow again, okay? So, we can use it to connect two ideas as well. To sense. So, when you sense something, it means you feel it maybe not through words but through what people are doing and how they're acting. Sometimes when students need to do presentations in class, you can sense that they're nervous. Maybe they're kind of doing this. Maybe their hands are going like this. Maybe they're um a little bit agitated and moving around a lot. So, they're not saying they're nervous but by observing them, I can sense that they're nervous. I can sense from the chat that people are enjoying this lesson. I can sense by looking outside that it might be uh, a windy cold day. I don't know though because I haven't been outside yet. So, it means to um observe something or to see something and kind of come to a conclusion. Um I can sense that the end of the school year is near because I've just done all of the final things I need to do. To feel. This is kind of a universal verb that we use. When you feel something, you can then use all of the other words. You can say, I feel happy. I feel sad. I feel agitated. I feel excited. I feel annoyed. I feel aggravated. I feel frustrated. I feel ecstatic. I feel joyful. So, I did do another lesson uh on feelings. I think I did two, part one and two. So, if you want to review those, all of those can be attached to the verb to feel. We also use this as an equivalent to the verb to think, okay? So, I could say this. I feel that my family um doesn't visit enough right now. So, basically, I'm saying I think that my family doesn't visit enough right now. You could say um I feel that people aren't kind enough to each other. That means you think that. I think that people aren't kind enough to each other. Let's see. To prefer. So, sometimes some people prefer coffee. Some people prefer tea. We use this verb exactly in that way. It has no hidden meanings. If you were to say do you prefer coffee or tea? I would say right now I prefer tea. This isn't tea. One one moment. I would say I prefer tea. Here's my tea. The other way we say it a little more informally is to say I like tea better. Do you prefer coffee or tea? I I like tea better, okay? To consider. When you consider something, it means you're thinking about it and it usually means you you need to make a decision. So, if someone says, um Bob, we would like to come to your farm and cut flowers by ourselves instead of buying bouquets, I could say, okay, Jen and I will consider it. It means we'll think about it for a day or two and then we'll make a decision. If a student says, um I didn't do any of my assignments this year but I would like to do them all on the very last day of school, can I hand them in? I could say, okay, I'll consider that. Uh give me a day to think about it. So, when you consider something, it means you think about it usually because you need to make some sort of decision. To contemplate. When you contemplate something, it can kind of have two meanings. When you look at a beautiful painting, you can contemplate it. 
So you can look at a beautiful painting and you can just look at it for five or ten minutes and you contemplate what was the artist trying to communicate here? So, it means to think. Um contemplate could also mean um well, I guess I just did explain it, didn't I? Let me just check something for a sec. This was one of the tricky ones that I wanted to make sure I looked up. Yes. By the way, I do as an English speaker, I do look up all the words I teach. Um so, to look at thoughtfully or simply to sit and think about something. Yes, there we go. So, you can contemplate a painting but you can also contemplate the meaning of life. You can sit and think about what does life mean? What is the real meaning of life on this planet earth? Hey, I'm four minutes late on members only chat. Give me one second here to fire that up. We are going to move into maybe only about five or ten minutes today of members only chat and I'll put a question up here as well. Actually, someone mentioned that I should do something different. Well, I don't have a slide for that. Um so, if you are a member and you have a question about this lesson, go ahead and ask it now. Uh in the chat, I'm going to throw another question up over here and answer that while I'm waiting. Sunny girl says, my word to you today, perceive. It means take or feel in the dictionary. So difficult. When you perceive something, it means you look and you kind of come to a conclusion without really talking. It's a little bit like uh let me go back here. It's a little bit like to sense, okay? So, sometimes I when Oscar is really tired, you could say when you watch him, you can perceive that he must have exercised a lot yesterday. So, when you perceive something, you get an idea just from watching or observing someone or something. Modag says, you say that you're gonna consider it to your students. If I said that one of my teachers, I'd hear a resounding no. <laughs> yes, I did let a little bit of work come in late this year because we were doing remote learning. So, it seemed nice to do it that way. Uh let's see here. Eugene, I really like to take vacations to travel to go to Thailand to Phuket Island, Pattaya. Always sunny day, blue sky, blue ocean, smiling Thai people, delicious Thai food and nice Thai massage. That sounds very relaxing. When I see pictures of that part of the world in the winter when it's very snowy here, I always feel like that must be nice to just lay on the beach under a blue sky. Lolly lolly, I love Bob's lessons. Thanks, lolly lolly. Sam the Taiwanese. Hello, teacher Bob. Do you use fancy as a verb? For example, I fancy swimming. If you do, when would be the proper time to use fancy as a verb? We don't use it a lot. I think it's somewhat British but it is familiar to me. You know, like um at the At the end of the week, I fancy going out. You know, we can't do that right now. It means you like to do something. It's not overly common in English speaking vocabulary though. Um let's see here. Brent and Maria having a conversation. Great. Modags. Hi, Mr. Bob. What is the difference between ponder and contemplate? They are almost identical. Okay. So, you could ponder the meaning of life. You could contemplate the meaning of life. They both in that sense mean to think deeply and for a period of time. Um SEO Wu, I love Bob's lessons too. Thank you. Maria C, hi Bob. How are you doing today? Is it okay to say that you can you came across an idea when you want oh, when you want to mean that the thought came suddenly into your mind? No, we would probably say it just popped into my head. Like, hey, here's an idea. This just popped into my head. Maybe the live lesson should be eight hours long. No, they're not gonna be eight hours long. So, you that's what you would use. You would say this, you know, this just popped into my head or I just thought of this. Uh Linda has become a member. Hi, Linda. Thank you for becoming a member. That is awesome. Maria C, it's always a good exercise to check language stuff even in your own mother tongue. Yes, yes. I, you know, because part of the problem, Maria, is when you say something too much, it starts to sound abnormal. Like, when you're talking quickly and having a conversation, you don't think about it but when you're teaching things, sometimes you're like, do we do we actually say that? Oh, yeah, we do say that. Yes, for sure. Uh let me get to the next question. Um Henry from Taiwan. Hi, teacher Bob. What do you think of someone saying, I love to hate blah, blah. English is interesting, isn't it? Thank you. Yes. So, like some people love to hate country music. So, basically, what they're saying is 
it gives them joy to not like something. Kind of a weird statement but people do say it every once in a while. Um I'm gonna skip the next question because I don't know if that's what that word is. Um it sorry I'll just move along. Sometimes there's inappropriate words in the questions. Um let's see here. Um Giovanni, good morning, Mr. Bob. Have you heard the sentence? It is better to be feared than to be loved if you cannot be both. It's from Niccolo Machiavelli's book. No, I I mean, I I would have guessed that's who said that but I have not heard that phrase before. Um if you can't be loved, you should be feared. I don't know. If you can't be loved, I think you should just try to be nicer. Find better friends. Ones that will love you. Uh Warsan says, what is the difference between realize and realize? So, the one with the Z or as the Americans would say, the Z is the form that we use here in Canada. We don't use the form with an S. Um let's see here. I'm gonna skip the next question because it is not on topic. In fact, let me get back to the chat. Lolly is saying, welcome Linda. Modags, thanks to whoever asked about perceive. I wanted to ask about it and conceive. Modags, when you conceive of something, uh it means you you come up with that idea, okay? Like, I've conceived of a plan um so that I can work less and get paid more. It means that you thought of something. Um let's see here. Linda, yes, also in our mother tongue, sometimes there's a need to check for spelling. I have that as well. Modags, do we actually say A? Canadians do actually say A. It is very common. Especially in like informal speech. If you were out with friends, you will hear it a lot. As a teacher, I don't say it very often in the classroom though. Rod, Mr. Bob, when are you going getting some days off of work? Uh today is my last official work day. I do have a couple small things next week to take care of but I am almost on summer break. Uh Ying Yi says, yes, agree with that. Brent says, I want people to be afraid of how much they love me. Michael Scott. (laughs) A quote from the office. Very cool. Um let me do a couple more questions and we'll get back to the lesson. Uh Hiroyuki says, hi, Bob. Thank you for inviting us to today's lesson. No problem. Is there other ways to say I'm walking on air? You would probably say I'm ecstatic. Um I'm overjoyed. Like when you're walking on air, you're super happy. So, I would say things like that like I'm ecstatic or I'm overjoyed or I'm just so happy. Sometimes, we use a lot of simple words stacked together to express something. I'm just so happy because the school year is almost over. I'm walking on air. Um let me turn off members only chat. Sorry, members. You got a bit of a shorter chat time today but uh, I'll keep my eye out over there if there's a couple questions yet. Um Maria C says, Bob, sorry, this is off topic but is it possible that in Canada, you may get the second shot of a different vaccine than the one you received in the first shot? Someone living there told me that. Yes. So, I am queued up to get my second shot. I got Pfizer for my first shot. It could be Pfizer or Moderna for my second shot. People who got AstraZeneca for their first shot might get Pfizer or Moderna. Canada's kind of doing things a little differently than some other countries. Uh Ying Yi says, thanks, Bob. No problem. Rod says, great, sir. Modag says, sorry, Bob. Too many questions today. Talking about feelings can be quite difficult. I heard this verb in the news yesterday, disheartened. Is it common? It's common when you are sad about something. Like I was I, I was disheartened, okay? We don't use it as a verb. We say I was disheartened, okay? It was disheartening and it simply means that it was a letdown. It made you sad. It was not good news. Semra says, hi, Bob again. Hi, Semra. Hey, let's get back to the lesson. Let's get back to the lesson. We were contemplating things. I think I can relax a bit. I think I'm I'm making good time. To forgive. When you forgive someone, it means they did something that upset you and usually they apologize and then you say, I forgive you, okay? It can be hard to forgive people. It can be hard to say to someone, That's okay. I understand. I forgive you but sometimes people do things that aren't very nice and sometimes they ask for forgiveness and it's nice to be able to say I forgive you. Um 
It can be very healing when a relationship isn't going well. If one person who has done mean things or not nice things says I'm sorry and then if the other person says that's okay, I forgive you, then sometimes the relationship can uh be better again. To stress. I stress a lot um about my kids. So, I stress a lot about um whether they're doing well in school. I stress a lot about actually, I don't stress that much about my kids. No, I do a little bit. I think all parents stress a little bit. To stress, when you are stressed, when you stress about something, it means that you think about it a lot and you're worried about it, okay? Jen sometimes is stressed because it doesn't rain a lot here. Um and so, we need to water the flowers. So, today, Jen is stressed because she has a lot of work to do but she also needs to do extra work to water the flowers. So, when you stress about something, it means you worry about it. It's on your mind. You think about it a lot. Um let me stress something. It can also mean that you emphasize something. So, I could say to my students, let me stress something. You must get your work done. I can't stress this enough. You must do your homework. Um don't you remember last week I stressed that it was important to do your homework? So, it can mean that you must do something that is important. To admire. So, uh here is a basketball player. I always admire people who can play sports especially at a very high level. I admire them. It means that I'm impressed by them. It means that I think they're cool. It means that they're doing things that I find impressive or awesome or neat. Um I often admire the fact that professional athletes can play an entire game without getting very tired. I admire that about them. I admire their hard work. I admire their dedication. To appreciate. So, I put old people here because I think at the beginning I started uh with the verb to resent. Sometimes teenagers resent their parents. They're annoyed with their parents but eventually sometimes they appreciate their parents. When people get into their late twenties and thirties, they start to appreciate their parents. They start to have better thoughts about them, to think about them in a positive way. Um sometimes students don't like teachers that give a lot of homework but sometimes at the end of their schooling, they appreciate the teacher who made them work hard. They are happy about that teacher. So, when you appreciate someone, it means you like what they're doing and you are happy about what they are doing. To adore. So, we have love and we have like. So, you could say, I like my dog. I love my dog. You could say, I adore my dog. It just is another way of expressing the emotion that you are happy with someone that you like someone that you love someone. Um it's closely tied to the word adorable, okay? Kittens are adorable. Babies are adorable. Um puppies are adorable. And you could say, oh, I just adore puppies. It means you really, really like them. I would say adore comes somewhere between like and love on that scale. To loathe. (laughs) So, here's a pronunciation exercise. To loathe. When you loathe something, it means you very much don't like it, okay? Let me see if I had this one looked up. I don't think I did. Yes, I do. To feel intense dislike or disgust for something or someone. So, if you loathe someone, it means you just do not like the person at all. Um if you don't like a certain kind of food, then maybe you don't like pizza. You can say, oh, I loathe pizza. It means you don't like it at all. When you eat it, it it just doesn't taste good. You loathe pizza. It's a very strong word. Um it's similar to hate but it's much stronger than that um because it has elements of um disgust as well. Like one thing I loathe is muddy weather and then if people come in and out of my house and they bring mud in on their shoes, I just loathe that. It bothers me a lot and I find it disgusting. Uh to suppose. So, when you suppose something, here's an interesting one. It means the way we use it the most often is to say uh a little bit like I guess. Like I suppose I could come over tomorrow. I suppose I could do five lessons a week instead of three. I suppose I could try to sleep longer in the morning. 
It means you're thinking about something or you have an idea that you haven't finished thinking about. Um you can also use this to say you agree to do something like, hey, can you give me a hundred dollars? You could say, oh, I suppose I could give you a hundred dollars but when will you pay me back? So, it means you could do it, okay? Um I suppose you could watch these lessons a hundred times but I think you would find it boring. So, it means you could watch these a hundred times. To remember, do I have these lined up together? I don't think I do. Oh, yes, I do. Well, we'll do remember first. When you remember something, it means that maybe you forgot it or maybe you just did it um instead of forgetting it. So, let me explain a little bit better. I can I remember when I was a kid, I used to play outside a lot. Later today, I have to remember to call the garage because I need to get my van fixed. It simply means to to think about something. Um yeah, this is a tricky one. Why am I struggling with this? I've used it in two really good example sentences um but I should remember to write down definitions for the ones I'm going to have trouble with. So, let me give you the examples again. I remember when I was a kid. So, basically, I'm thinking about a time in the past. I remember when I was a kid, I played outside a lot. Later today, I need to remember. I need to make sure. I need to not forget to call the garage because my van, the front rims on my van were hot last night after Jen drove it. So, I think it needs new bearings. So, I need to remember to call the garage. To forget, I put flowers here because oftentimes, well, not oftentimes, sometimes men forget um their anniversary. This means that they don't remember it. So, maybe they've been married for 10 or 15 or 20 years and they forget to say happy anniversary to their wife. And so, then sometimes they come to us and they buy flowers. Flowers are something that uh, people quite often buy uh if they forget um an important occasion. Sometimes they will buy flowers. But again, to forget is the opposite of remember, right? Um yesterday, I forgot to do something. That means I never actually thought about it and I didn't do it. Usually, I make lists. I make lists so that I can remember what I need to do each day because I don't want to forget what I do what I need to do each day. To recall. So, there's two verbs. To recall and to recollect. These are kind of yeah, they're not super common but we do use them. Like, they mean the same as to remember by the way but I could say, you know, you know, I recall when I was a kid, I played outside a lot more or I recollect when I was a kid, I played outside a lot more. We don't use recollect a lot. We do use recall though often when we're talking about things from the past. Like, if I recall correctly last year, you said you would give me a hundred dollars or if I recall correctly last year, I lent you money and you haven't paid me back yet. So, simply another way to say remember. Uh, let's see here. I'm gonna scroll back. Okay, to dream. When you dream about something, it means you want it to happen in the future, okay? When you dream about something, it means, well, let's go back to what was I using here? To desire. Some people have a desire to be a rock star. Some people dream of being a rock star. Some people dream of being um a professional basketball player or a professional football player. Um so, when you dream, you think of something uh possible in the future that you might want to be. That's active dreaming. You can also dream at night. Um like each night, we all dream but we use it more commonly to say, you know, I dream of a day where people get along better. I dream of a day where I speak perfect French. Um I dream of a time when everyone in the world will be happy. Um and well fed and have lots of clean water. Uh let's see here. To assume. Um so, when you assume something, you come to a conclusion without necessarily having any facts or proof, okay? So, when you assume something. So, I put this statement here. Bob the Canadian is very tall. Some of you might assume that I'm really tall. You might not know exactly how tall I am. But from my videos, maybe you're like, well, I assume he's really tall because uh he just lo- seems a little bit tall in his videos. But until you actually get a measuring tape, you don't know how tall I am. 
We have an interesting thing in English that you should never assume things about people. Uh you should never assume things about people because when you when you assume I'm gonna use a slightly bad word here. If you look at the word assume, it has um kind of has three other words in it. And so, we have this phrase in English, when you assume you make an ass out of you and me. So, we kind of divide the word up. So, when you assume you think something is true without any proof and that can make you feel kind of silly and the other person kind of silly. You should never for instance assume um let's see here. What would be a good one? You shouldn't assume that people's children are like them, okay? Children can be very different than their parents. You shouldn't assume that. You should get to know them so that you can see for sure. To think. We use this a lot. Um we use this verb almost all the time. Like I think we use it probably in every fifth sentence we use. I think I just used it once. I think I used it twice. I think this lesson is great. I think you should watch this lesson. I think tomorrow you should watch this lesson again. I think that I'm going to have a nice day tomorrow because I'm not doing a live stream. I know you'll miss it. I think that I should speed up a bit because I need to finish this lesson in five minutes. I think I can get it done in time. Yeah, I think it won't be a problem. I think it will be fine. So, you'll notice it's like this common verb that we just use to introduce thoughts, right? So, I think my new camera's cool. I think this microphone was a really good thing to buy. I think I'll have a drink of water right now. Ah, I think I'll put ice cubes in next time. So, I'm just spitting out all these very common expressions using the verb think. We use it all the time. I think I'm gonna be a little bit late for work today but I think I don't think my boss will mind. So, I actually put don't in there. So, to think kind of like a universal verb to put at the beginning of a sentence where you're going to talk about what you are currently thinking about. To wonder. We use this in the same way. The actual meaning is you know to kind of think I wonder how big the moon is, right? Like you're thinking about something but we use this in almost the same way as the verb to think but in a way where we're giving suggestions. So, I might say something like this. I wonder if my meeting will be really long today. I wonder if my van is gonna cost a lot of money to fix. I wonder if I should build a new picnic table this summer. I wonder if the pizza I buy later today will be good because I'm getting it from another place. Uh, I wonder if my sister will like it when she comes over. So, it means you're kind of thinking about something and you're not sure how it will go. Um we use this verb a lot. Yes. I I wonder if uh I was just gonna use it again there, wasn't I? I yeah, let me move on. We use wonder a lot to recognize. When you recognize someone, it means you know who they are and they are familiar to you. So, when you see a large crowd of people at the airport, there might be someone there you know and you recognize them. You're like, hey, that's Joe. Maybe someday you'll be walking through an airport and you'll recognize me. You'll notice that it's Bob the Canadian and you'll be like, hey, Bob. And I'll be like, hey, person who knows me and I'm not sure who you are. What what name do you go by on YouTube? That's what I'll say. Um but we also use this verb to say that we are aware of something, okay? So, I recognize that it's hard work to learn English. You recognize that I work really hard to make lessons. I recognize that you don't have time to watch all my lessons. I recognize that one of the things that happens when you own a vehicle is you have to fix it. So, it's the same as saying you're aware of something or you know something, okay? You know, I recognize the fact that picnic tables don't last forever and they fall apart and I need to build a new one. To realize. We use this in the same way. When you realize something, it means that you are aware of it or you know about it. I realize that plants need water. I realize that I need to go to work in five minutes. I realize that Jen works really hard and I appreciate the hard work that she does. So, it means that you know about something or you are aware of it. And we use understand in the same way as well. When I say a sentence, the main meaning would be that you understand, you comprehend, you know what I'm talking about. So, if you if I say do you understand and you say yeah, I understand. But we also use this in the same way as to wonder and to think, right? Like I understand learning English is hard for you. I maybe it's not but I understand that 
Um, you don't have a lot of time every week. I recognize that you don't have a lot of time this week um to do this. I realize that you don't have a lot of time this week to do this. So, it just is a recognition of something. You know, I am aware. Um I understand that um the mail comes at 10 o'clock and if I'm waiting for something, I just have to be patient to notice. Um here's something I've noticed. I've noticed that more and more things are open every time I go to town. I've noticed it. I have seen evidence that has made me aware of this, okay? Last night, I noticed that something smelled funny by my van and when I touched the tire, it was hot. So, I noticed something. So, when you notice something, you see it or smell it or hear it. It means you have become aware of it, okay? You could say this, when it rains, I notice that the plants grow really quickly for a few days afterwards. Um so, when you notice something, it means you have become aware of it. That's the end of the formal part of the lesson. I do have just a tiny bit of time for questions but I do have to go to work today. Um let's see here. I'm gonna skip a few along the way and let me see where I can get here. Let's get to the question sheet. Artur says, hi, Bob. How often do you say the phrase leave something to be desired? Could you give some examples? Um you wanna leave something to be desired. It means you don't want to um finish something totally or show everything. So, a good example would be this. Sometimes they'll end a TV series with a cliffhanger. They'll end and you won't know what happened because they wanna leave something to be desired. They want to leave something untold or unseen so that you are curious to see it again. Uh let's see here. Irisha says, um hello, teacher Bob. It's nice to see you again. My question is, what is the difference between the words wanna and wonder? Thanks. Have a nice day. So, when I wanna do something, I want to do something. So, I wanna go to work. I wanna do a good job today. I wanna finish the school year. When you wonder, it means you're thinking about something, right? Like, I wonder how much the pizza will be. So, I don't know the answer. I'm just kind of thinking about it. I wonder if I should plant more trees. So, it's kind of this um unknown thing that you are thinking about. Let's see here. Oracleinus just wanted to say you pushed me to go further in my studying. Thanks a lot. You are very very welcome. Uh let's see here. Don from Japan. Hi teacher Bob. I enjoy your podcast and this is my first time watching your live stream. How can I stop stuttering my words? I stop sometimes while speaking. Thank you. So, a lot just comes with confidence and trying to relax. Two things that are very difficult. I understand that that's difficult. I realize it's difficult. I recognize that that's difficult. Sorry, I just wanna throw some words in there. But I wonder if maybe you could practice more in the mirror and I wonder if you could find someone who could help you like on Skype or Zoom to get more comfortable. Um definitely stuttering, hesitating, and those kinds of problems. One way to address them is to just get a little more experience in a more relaxing environment. I'm gonna skip the next one. I'm gonna skip the next one. I'm gonna skip the next one. A lot of these questions are not related to the topic. So, I think um I'll do this question last. Mia, I would like to know the difference between think and reckon. And I heard that reckon can completely replace think, correct? Also, let me know which sounds more native. So, I think think is a better choice. I reckon think is a better choice. Reckon is very much a localized word. I've heard it in places in the United States or when people are from different parts of the US. We sometimes say it in Canada but it's rare. Like I reckon the amount of times I hear it is once a month or less. Um we usually just say think in Canada. So, hey folks, no time to chat today. I do need to get going. This was fun. I hope you enjoyed this lesson. Remember, it will come out in a shorter, easier to watch version where I will remove the user questions in a couple days. Watch that for review once or twice or just find little sections that you had trouble understanding and rewatch it. 
There will be no live stream tomorrow. Tomorrow is my day off. I do three a month and then take a day off. And I'm also thinking of moving the GeoGuessr instead of doing it on the weekend. I might do it during the week at night. Maybe on a Tuesday night. So, there might not be um GeoGuessr Sunday as well. But this lesson will come out again. It will have better subtitles than the automatic ones. Not perfect but better. Uh and then I will see you again on Tuesday with a brand new lesson. Have a great day. I do gotta run because I have my last day of work before a little bit of a vacation. So, that's kinda nice. Have a good day. I will see you uh Tuesday with a new lesson. Bye. Hi, Bob the Canadian here. Thank you for listening to this English podcast lesson. If you would like to support me in the work that I do as an online English teacher, please visit patreon.com slash bobthecanadian.